Polyhedron is a production of Simulacra Studios. You can find us on Twitter, at SimulacraRPGs, or at PolyhedronCast. If the visual medium is your thing, you can follow us at Simulacra TV on both Twitch and YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash studios and sign up to be a patron. Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I got one of my friends and one little black box, Ryan. Surprise, it's me, bitches. It's actually me this time. You didn't expect it, did you? You thought it was going to be Scott, and it's not Scott. You're not Scott. That is true. It's true. I'm not Scott. And we're kind of on a tight schedule because we have the cheap Zoom because neither of us have the credentials for the other one. So this is a tight 40. We're doing this. <laughs> we're doing this tight. All right, Ryan, how's your gaming been? It's been nearly non-existent, Matt. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, I haven't done much in the way of tabletop gaming other than uh, we're punching Nazis tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Which is just absolutely adventurous and absolute delight. Uh, I knew I was finally, I finally found... I don't know. That's that that version of the Trinity universe. Really, I I just love it. It it speaks to me. Yeah, Something about it. Yeah. It's, but let's see what else. I've just played a fuck ton of RimWorld, honestly. <laughs> like like I, I I've spent like two hundred eighty hours in the last. Never mind. Um. Ne- never mind how many hours. Uh. In the last how many's. But uh. Yeah. It's fun. It's like. I just like automating stuff. Mm-hmm. It's fun to do. I, I I decided to take an easy mode, which is like a cannibal cult. That's actually totally cool with cannibalism because avoiding that in RimWorld is usually like one of the hardest things to do because right. you know there's a there's a preponderance of dead bodies, but just later man, oh man, man oh man, will people not be usually pleased if they have to butcher and eat them? But if you just you know make an idea make an ideology that's it's totally hot and cool that we do that it's kind of playing on easy mode, but it's fun. It's yep. it's just, uh, let's see. Other than that, uh, I had COVID for a while, so that sucked. So I, I spent a lot of time watching cute animal videos and horror movies. Mm-hmm. So I've, I, I uh, started watching a YouTube channel called Clint's reptiles. Uh-huh. He, he does cool thing. He has a very, like a large amount of interest in weird frogs and snakes and shit. Uh, uh, also, oh yeah. yeah. My, my wife has gotten into like snake hatching videos. They're so cute. Yep, they're so cute. They are cute. They're terrifying and cute. Yep. Uh, let's see. Other than that, entertainment-wise, so mm, I watched Skinamarink, which is a you know a, a pretty. It's a Sundance darling. It's one of the Sundance. Star- it's a. That you told me you said Skinamarink, and I was like, "Are you talking about like the rhyme in your head?" Or I thought you were talking about something else. No, Skinamarink is definitely like, and it's specifically, it's supposed to invoke that in your head because it. The, the 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 catch is it looks it is one of the slowest movies I've ever watched. It was one of the most dread-inducing movies I've ever watched. Uh, it definitely did exactly what it was meant to do, and they made it all on fifteen grand, and it was oh, terrible. is it like a play on like a kids' television show? No, it's okay. Just, we'll get the wrong thing. It's just well, kind well maybe, but it's like there's a lot of toys and stuff. The kid, yeah. the main character is four years old, Matt. Oh, got the it. main characters are a four and three year old, like for real though, and like okay, you don't even see their faces most of the is time. This, is this like found footage type stuff? It's not though. It's not. 
so it's not purporting to be from a report yeah. of anything happening. It just looks like shit. It yeah. looks artifacty and like to where you're just gonna hey every shadow has faces in it congratulations that's just your human brain doing that they didn't yep. even have to cry yep and they're trapped in the house was the basically one night all the windows and doors disappear with a very silly sound effect and these children and their their father is gone their their mother is there kind of but not really and there's this entity harassing these children and I won't say any more than that. Uh, it's not that hard to figure out when you actually watch, if you just pay attention to what happens in the very, in the first few lines of the movie, it's very clear what's going on, but like, it's effective and I never want to watch it again. I will. <laughs> that's on my list now. That's on my list. I like, I like those types of movies. Oh, I, I hope you like slow. I can Ooh. do it. I dude, I've made my way through the, was it the black rainbow? I, this might be harder because at least there was like, visual stuff going yeah, on Yeah, okay this is just like this is a like hey we're gonna look at the top corner of this hallway as the light goes on and off for them doing something and that's what we're looking at for this scene like that's the scene that's the next three minutes all line the lines will not be delivered to you you, you will never see the children's faces this is a, this, this is a, this is you have to chew through this movie you really have to like want to finish it because Ed, towards towards the last like because it's hour forty. I think it was a little longer than it needed to be, but other than that, I was just like, "Boy, sure, how would love this to be over?" Like, <laughs> I think I'm good, dude. I think I'm good. Also, uh, saw the menu with the with, that's, that's also on my list. Oh, oh, what a film! Cinema, cinema, actual, actual cinema. Thought it was going to be a cannibal thing. Absolutely not a cannibal yep, thing. Nope. Nope, that's what I heard. Heard I've got oh. I've got the Milan nah. twist got spoiled for me. It's like, yeah, you think it's a cannibal thing? It's not nah. a cannibal thing. It's so it's much something cooler else. than that. Yeah, it's so much cooler than that. It is just, and if you like Anya Taylor Joy, well, I hope you like. If you, and how could you not? She's just a pretty space alien lady. Uh, you know, <laughs> absolutely. Ralph Fiennes, just wow, good stuff. Yep. So I think that's kind of like other than because I think we talked about having seen Glass Onion. That's the only media like real solid media stuff i've taken in because yeah. i've mostly just been watching cute animals and you know playing cannibal cult game you got your sweet and sour as we said earlier and it's the sweet and sour how about yep. you man what you get up to uh, so i haven't been i've been mostly working on my mini stuff um uh trying to like uh sort of straighten out my life as it were like start exercising like a little bit while going for walks sort of put myself on a schedule um, I've been watching all of the Vox Machina stuff as it comes out, the second wow. season. It's fun. It's it's just as crude and kind of cool as you think it is. I just Vox Machina. That's Critical Role, right? Yes, it's the Critical Role. Yep. What, I mean, do you have to like know or give a shit about Critical Role to enjoy Vox Machina? No, because it's essentially their campaign condensed into a digestible form. If, of like the high points of the shit that's going on and the arcs of the characters. I'm 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 not sure whether that's whether I'm gonna whether I'll take that in or not. That's not fine. Sure. They're they're slotted to do uh, more Vox Machina and the Mighty Nine, which is their second campaign. They're going to do the Mighty Nine campaign, uh, and there may be a movie on the way. Amazon's like, here's all the money. We're throwing all the money at you now. You guys, you guys are marketable. Yep. 
I'm trying to think of what else. I haven't watched a lot other than that because it's kind of just come on. That's like the big show that's kind of come on. I, I told you a while back I've been watching a lot of anime. Unfortunately, although I watched the anime, now I don't have much All the more anime to watch. you wanted to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been just kind of putzing around, figuring out, uh, getting back into 3D printing, doing some more stuff with that. Um, oh, man. My 3D printer has been laying fallow for too long. I feel kind of guilty about yeah, it, you honestly. Can, you can start fire that bitch up again. Any old time I want. It's just... Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Uh not much else i mean i mean i'd be like to run my game but i mean life is what it is and so i haven't been able to game a lot i have been doing my weekly D game which is neat it's a lot of fun uh a little stress inducing occasionally just because it's weekly but other than that not bad yeah it's weird as you get older your tolerance for a full and actual weekly game is just like i don't know about all that now well it's just <laughs> like because all of your other obligations you got in your life kind of cloud your head and you're well, like that, that that there is a not dude this is like like anyone who's played persona knows this trauma dude let's let's get let's talk brass tacks about how much time you have in a day let's be yeah. honest you have the ha- first half of the day and the second half of the day and usually you get to do one thing on e- in either one of those things that you want so to like, do that you get want to do or you don't get you don't get to do anything you want to do you get like 30 minutes before bed or something. Otherwise your life's going to be shit tomorrow. Yeah. So when you're just like, I'm going to commit to something I actually definitely want to do, but it's going to be one fourteenth of all my time. Yep. It's like, Oh no. Well, it's also about prioritization, right? It's like, what do you want to do? What do you have to do? What would make things better for you to do? Uh I mean, these days, laying in a dark room has been just absolutely much better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, moving off that topic, (laughs) we're going to go ahead on to the news. There has been some good news, speaking speaking of not being in dark corners in the house. We beat them. We won. We did it, everyone. Unfurl the flag. Uh, we solved capitalism. We did it. Yeah, mission accomplished. <laughs> Fly the flags. Yeah, I'm sure you all pretty much know by now. Shortly after our last episode aired, they basically, uh, Wizard of Ghosts, pulled up the white flag and said, "Fuck it, we're not going to argue with you guys. This is what we're doing." And essentially, what they've done is that they're not getting rid of the old OGL. They're putting what they call the SRD 5.1 in Creative Commons, so it is now irrevocable is it is out basically in the public you can use it um and they will be there as long as you know people exist essentially there will be a there'll be a record of it it just goes to show hey if there's enough of you you can bully them into doing anything well um uh was reading today just briefly and it was very like somebody was examining like why this worked versus some other like boycott campaigns well, when now that a lot of companies are going to subscription models for their like monthly income for like a steady flow of income instead of just buying a product, they're more susceptible to boycotts because they can more immediately register how much of an impact something they've done has because they can see the numbers immediately. How many yeah. people have we lost X in this many days? Like there's and there's I mean, reports from inside said. It was a very notable number. Yes. <laughs> it was a notable enough number to where the suit stopped being, uh, you know, people with 
millionaire mind i would guess at least in the tens of thousands by like day four or five of that it was in the tens of thousands i mean and it's not like any most people like i i said exactly why i i dropped my subscription no that's not to say i'm gonna give it back to them immediately because that's just not how they learn nope <laughs> no, you gotta no, no, earn no. the trust again Show me. Well, first of all, I don't actually care that much. I I have not been engaging so much with Dungeons and Dragons where I even like need a D and D Beyond subscription or anything like that. Like, I just it just happened to link up really well in this particular moment. Yep. But I, you know, they don't necessarily just get it back just because they stopped hitting me for a second. The uh, cynical part of me and uh, people you guys have agreed with me is that. Since this said the SRD 5.1 is in Creative Commons, that means I think they're going to release uh, D&D 1 slash 6th edition under its, as like SRD 6.0, which it's going to be its own thing. So they won't be in the Creative Commons. That's fine. And that's fine because what it really means is that Dungeons and Dragons as it is now is for everybody forever. Yep. And that can't be taken away and right. that's the most important that's what we were mostly fighting about it's like yes. you're saying that you have a say random toy company ceo right <laughs> about the future of our collective hobby that kind of defined a lot of our childhoods and most of our a lot of our lives so i don't i don't feel comfortable with that so no yeah also it's and i also think they did the math of if we try to go forward with some of these ideas that the that the suits want we're going to be sued into the dirt we're going to have to pay hand over fist fighting lawsuits for the next five five to ten years. I cannot stress enough. Dealing with this. I can't, and, and then we'll never stress enough. It is illegal. It, it cannot be done. You may not patent mechanics. Much like you may not patent algorithms. You may not actually patent a process. By you which can a, trademark it. You can trademark some things. But you can't trademark... I mean, may, okay, the one thing they could trademark is how modifiers are calculated. Yep. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, trademark it. I'll put it on the sheet and trademark that. That's yeah, what they, they just realized it was way too much hassle and they weren't going to get it. There was no, this was the only good response. This was legit the only good response. No, well, this was do. their only answer, but the, the smartest thing they could have done was shut their fucking mouths and be, be happy with all the money. Yeah, like, like well, yeah, never have done this. Never have all done the it. things no. they could have done if if you go back in time is not do this at all. Inaction was the best answer. Yeah, but that's fine. Where they're at now is fine. If they want to release six sixth edition D and D and put its own license and everything, go ahead. It is your license. It is your property. Big fat company. You're allowed to do with what you with it with you want. But you also get to reap the consequences of what you do with it. Well, I will say that they probably really irreparably harmed their relationships with those 20 people who ca- who would have mattered. Yeah. <laughs> those 20 people who the the it's like cuz I'll tell you what, I'm no I'm not a rich person and never will be. Uh so I don't have that much sympathy, but I'll tell you, I mean, I'll have a little class solidarity with these people. They came from nothing. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh but it, it, I can't help but if you were one of those 20 entities, you would be like this feels personal. <laughs> a little, yeah, a little. Uh, but great. even the guy on uh, from Paizo was like, "Yeah, Pathfinder 2.0 is not even in uses the SRD for D and D. We've moved away from it, so it wouldn't really affect us, even if they wanted to come after us, because we're outside of it now. So it it wouldn't even really hurt the people that have 
the most yeah. de- gained the most out of it because they already moved away. Also, I, I I'm mad that they're just. I will say though that when keys from the golden vault come out, because yeah. it is a book of heists, I might I might consider dusting off the old GM hat for that. Do it, know, man. I, I mean, they generally have some good adventures there. Well, yeah. I mean, I turn I turn around with a frost maiden into a, a very very long running one. Yeah, pretty well. I I'd be happy to I would be happy to play in that if you would have me. So victory, 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 everyone. Boycotts work. Collective action work. Yay. Um, so moving right along, we have our good buddy, uh, Eddie Webb, uh, has a Kickstarter out now called The Realms of Pugmire. Meyer, Meyer. Yeah, it is It is essentially Pugmire 2.0. It is going to collectively be use, use a system called Onyx 20. Uh, it's going to be derivative off the d20 system he did this because at the time when he was announcing and doing all this he didn't know what the hell was going on with the ogl because originally it was built under the ogl so he sort of like had to make a compromise with onyx path and there uh they are going they are releasing it now um it is uh funded it has 16 days left uh, there's plenty of uh, stretch goals. Um, also, the core book, since it's called The Realms of Pugmire, you'll be able to have rules for cats and rats from the get-go, uh, from the from book one. So you won't have to have the expansions or anything for it. You just I still, I still think that he needs to have after this do Pugtropolis. I, I like I like Cyberpug. Yeah, I want Cyberpug. Cyberpug. Cyberpug Pugtropolis. Uh, Cyberpug twenty like twenty two like twenty two twenty two twenty. Uh, t- no, no, paw, paw, no, 20, 20, paw, paw. Yeah, 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 20, paw, paw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20, paw, yeah. paw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, in where it's just far future sh- cyberpunk shenanigans. Anyone who knows, who I won't say it now, but anyone who has listened to our episodes on what the deal with Pugmire is and where their quote-unquote magic comes from and all that stuff will know that, like, this would be a natural continuation of yes. where things yes. would go in their world. And yes. I, uh, and I'm and I'd be here for it. I'd be a thousand percent. Oh yeah, I mean now that you got to do the shat. Now that you did the D and D version of it, you got to do the Shadowrun version of yeah, it. Yeah, man. Really come down to. I want I want Pug with like a cyber eye, yeah, uh, in a in a in a cyber leg, a cyber yeah. tail. He's got a cyber tail. A cyber tail. Imagine the like there'd be like weird thoughts on whether you get a prehensile tail or not, as whether yeah. like, like a weird social issue about that. <laughs> Man, we we just we could do this all night. We can just we do it all day, baby. Yeah, so we're really happy for Eddie. Congratulations, and also right. go check it out. Uh, uh, Realms of Pugmire and Kickstarter. Uh, and the last little bit is we've gotten so in August. It looks like the multiverse role playing game, which is the official Marvel role playing game, will release in August, which is great. But in 2024, it looks like we're going to get their first big expansion. Is going to be X Men. So they're they're gonna bring X Men into the fold of the role playing game, which is cool. I'm all about it. I'm I'm eager to see the game. So we're gonna move on to the main topic. It's gonna be a very lighthearted, very very simple topic because Scott's not here, and we well we came up with this last minute. So hope you enjoy. So we're gonna talk about tropes. Fun aside, I did ask ChatGPT for some ideas, but all of them required research. Yeah, and or all of them that we've already done. <laughs> well, no, well, everything that well, actually, specifically, interestingly enough, I asked them. It's like, okay, how about ones with zero research required? And it did, in fact, give me a list of fun war story 
you know, I- ideas like yep. tabletop war story podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. This or this, or you know, let's talk about your opinions about diversity in gaming, or so just something that's an opinion fluff thing or memories. Like, okay, Chappy GPT, I'm going to use you for in the future, so I don't have to work as hard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, tropes, tropes. We all do it. We all love them. We all kind of hate them too because, well, they show up all the goddamn time. Are you talking about some of our favorite tropes? Tropes, tropes, tropes. And I'll start. I'll start with mine. Uh, what was the trope I thought about? I was on my walk today. Uh, Brag. Oh yeah, I'm a sucker. I am a sucker, and this will be no surprise to you, Ryan. I'm a sucker for the last heir of a lost empire, like like kingdom trope. I am an absolute I mean, sucker. I, I use it all the time. As a you know. Uh, as a millennial white male, yeah, I bet you would. I bet we listen. We're pre-programmed. They programmed that one into us from birth. Dude. We are like, they, special. Like now it's not a, not the same as the chosen one trope. That's I, a, I that know, for, but, but but it's a subcategory. Absolutely, I will totally. A, but we have been trained to like anything under the cho- a, a chosen one narrative. We love that shit. Just immediately tickles the old brain. Now I will say I instinctively regale like wrinkle at nowadays against the chosen one narrative but for like the people who like your part of your story is that there is you are connected to a historical past in some substantial way is what i really like it can be anything you have, be a, le- you have a legacy like a legacy thing like that's yeah, an interesting yeah. story to me and it could be you could derive it any way but that's like a storyline that i always enjoy yeah, I mean, Osric definitely had that. Like, yeah. he had the, um, yeah, that was definitely his story, and I, I definitely dig it. Like, I can understand wanting to like, but you know, the thing is, as long as it's not like, I'm, a, I'm always fine with that. It's like if you're just exploring a character's backstory, it's just like they can take on as much of, of it as they want and make it as much part of them as they want. And I think that's always a good, it's a good trope because it, it's like optional backstory. You don't yep. have to care. Or you can drop it as a funny note in weird situations. Right. Like, like, I'm the heir of a fallen empire. I'm also right now wearing a silly dress in a weird yeah, tavern it, thing. It's like yeah. a weird part of a heist. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, it's, it's, it, it's, it can be put in as much or as little, depending on the player and the GM, like what they want to do. But yeah, it's, it's always interesting. Uh, characters have those those connections and i think that's what really does it connects you to something uh, in the world and that makes it sort of more concrete in my mind what about you what is what are your favorite tropes well one of my favorite ones i don't really know what you specifically describe it it's the one where the bad guy tricks you into thinking they're a good guy and makes you does something for him that's my favorite trope yeah i love that trope. I i use it in basically every time i run a, t- a tabletop game at some point someone tricks just by coming across as a completely amicable and reasonable person yep makes them do something stupid because they're actually a monster <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's one of the tropes that is actually can be hard to pull off as a gm i've tempted to do it but i always feel very hesitant to do it because Listen i don't i want to don't want to feel like a dick Listen to the final episodes of Star Wars, our Star Wars playthrough, if you want to see me execute this masterfully. <laughs> because yeah, he definitely tricked. Y'all's was tricked. Yeah. <laughs> he, they done did a bamboozle on you. Yep. And that's and, okay. It was, yeah. it was, 
you were de- you were yeah they were you were punching above your weight it's okay <laughs> yeah that's one of the things a trope trope like that if you're going to try to implement the trope you got to be mindful of it because it tropes can be seen from a thousand miles away so you have to be mindful of that because your gm because the worst thing is gm is you're like you come up with this clever idea you're gonna do the thing and i'm like yep i knew it like they just they just stonewall you they're not shocked they're just like yeah we we knew that was going to happen and you're like well crap <laughs> i mean i can honestly say i feel like i got away with it i've, I've gotten away with it a couple times mm-hmm. just and one of the tricks of it is you just got to make the first of all you can't just go introduce the character that's going to flip on them yes and then it make it sudden they have to be there for like multiple games yeah they, if you're gonna pull have. that trope off you need to be like this is a person that's helped them. Like you need to really yeah. think out the motivations in the back of their head. And also most importantly, you need to, uh, this is one of those times where it's good to understand what the characters are capable of, because yeah. there are ways that many in many games for characters to suss out when people are lying to them or mm-hmm. being duplicitous or in D and D's case, what if they're in alignment? You're that it would be surprising if you found it out. Like, mm-hmm. huh, this philanthropist sure is neutral evil though. That's weird. It's not a trope, but just how to implement something like that is like you need to think of the motivations if they're if they're not the quote unquote, they're going to be the bad guy, but they don't start out as the bad guy. It's not like, oh, I hate my I hate my my these plucky adventurers and they're in the PCs. No, they're actually allies with the PCs, but at some point their their desires, their goals cross. And they don't that, work that, with each other anymore. Well, that definitely would make for a much more interesting story. That's, it's harder that's even, to do. It's uh, very hard to do. The first time I ever pulled this one off, it was actually that uh, the main the the main baddie boy uh, was, as I said, they were, he was of an evil alignment, and the thing that he wanted and needed could not be seen or perceived by a person with evil alignment. So even if he got to where he knew the thing that he was looking for was, he couldn't pick it up he wouldn't be able to see it <laughs> or interact with it so he had to get a bunch of good boys to go get it for him so that he could actually like locate the object he needed right and well that worked um a couple other really good ones obviously the classic trope of the MacGuffin. ah well you go get the item now here's the, here's the here's sort of the dividing line in the MacGuffin. does the MacGuffin actually do anything that's <laughs> always the problem well, the problem with having the MacGuffin be very potent is that it kind of like, well, once it's in their hands, man, you really have to decide first, like, immediately I have a hard time introducing superpower imbalances into a game anyway, right? Like, you definitely don't want to make the MacGuffin like a super awesome item that makes, you know, Johnny McFightface like an unstoppable killing machine because oh, it's yeah. the sort of hoo-ha, you know? But, yeah, it... it I think the MacGuffin should matter. I mean, I think it should definitely actually matter. I think otherwise, making someone... The, in this day and age, you kind of owe someone a MacGuffin that matters or does something at this yes. point. I, I feel like if you get to the end of the road and it's like, ha you're stupid for caring. It's like, all right, this isn't Glass Onion, Ryan fucking Johnson. All right, this is 40 hours of my goddamn life. Okay? <laughs> well, that's that's part of like... like, like uh, the MacGuffin's always interesting because the Maltese Falcon, which is a classic example of the MacGuffin, doesn't do anything. It's just like... It's, it's just the thing that everyone wants. It doesn't well, do anything. They thought there was something in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they thought think, it was worth something. Yeah. And the MacGuffin can actually be useless, too. Uh, you can just make everyone think. So that's always a good one. 
Or what's another trope that you like or that you've experienced that you can get a lot of mileage out of? Oh, uh, yeah, stretch those that brain there. Now, son. Now, the problem here is that I, I know a lot of TV tropes. I know a lot of like storytelling tropes in general. Like uh, you can't, but you don't really do the liar revealed trope in. Uh, I don't like that trope, by the way, in terms of the liar reveal and in, in like relationship stories or anything like that. Like, oh, it turns out they lied to you in some way, and now you're mad about it. Yep. Um, also, those sorts of uh, TV stories don't really work when one of the people isn't under your explicit control. It's <laughs> when one of the characters is not a NPC, it's uh, kind of hard to work through. So let's see. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I seem to have. I I personally like collective uh, a bunch of teenagers using the power of friendship to kill god i like that like that's uh, a, the, the 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 sort of the sentai uh the, mostly the, just, i mean mostly just like collective action honestly i've fallen more into for some reason liking collective action working in role-playing games and beating up rich people i don't know why that's <laughs> a huge trope that that's sort of, that's more that's more like not a trope that's more like a genre that's like that's like that's a like, like themes <laughs> And what are we gonna? What are we gonna call this genre? Catharsis. Well, it's more like more. Well, it's punk. Is actually really what it is. Yeah, that's why punk, the the term punk has been tied to a lot of things in our role playing games lately because it's become a big movement of like trying to reinstill the concept of what the original motivations and and con, uh, concepts of punk is, which is to rebel against um, uh, uh, the status quo or things that are actually oppressive towards people um but i'm sure there's a few others we could go over but unfortunately our zoom is telling us we are almost out of time yeah we are running low we are running low yeah we don't want to get just the robot to cut us off at the 12th hour here so we're gonna wrap it up here yes very short episode not a lot to talk about but it's okay we'll be back in two weeks i'm sure scott will be back we'll have a brand new topic we'll talk about a whole bunch of new stuff it'll be great So from everyone here at Polynesian, go where your fun is. Roll some dice.